Good evening. Welcome to Graduate Sending Chapel. We'll begin with a hymn of words that are just so apt for this occasion. We all are one in mission. We all are one in call. Let's stand as the graduates process. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come together again with grateful hearts. We thank you for all that you've done through, our, through and in and through our lives, God. We thank you. We gather tonight to celebrate the call that brought us here to Nazarene Bible College and that call that is going to be leading us into future ministry. God, we invite you here this evening. May your spirit speak to us as we hear words of encouragement. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good evening. The uh, sending service of Nazarene Bible College is, is a very special chapel. It's a special chapel for our graduates, their family members, our students, our staff, and, and certainly for our faculty. It's a time to celebrate. It's a time to celebrate with joy over the blessings that God has bestowed upon us and how he has strengthened and empowered you through these years of study. The scriptures teach us, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And so in many ways, the sending service is that time in which the faculty and staff and, and really Nazarene Bible College says to you, our graduates, the class of 2012, these are ready for the work. So tonight we rejoice as we take time to, to bless you. There's no way that, that we can adequately say to you how you have blessed us and, and how you have enriched our lives, but you have. And so tonight we want to, to really say a blessing over you, each and every faculty member and staff member that will be participating in this service tonight. I'm reminded of the words of our Lord as found in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 22. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I 
am sending you. And with that he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. You see, the God who called you is faithful. Do you believe that tonight? He has kept you through the years of preparation. And he will keep you as you go into that ministry. I note in this passage that twice our Lord blesses his disciples by saying, Peace be with you. You see, it is most appropriate, I believe, in this sending chapel for those who have taught you, encouraged you, prayed with you, and believed in you to have the opportunity to send you with a blessing. So I ask you to sit back and receive your blessings tonight from those who love you more than you really know. From Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verses 9 through 12, I read, Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up the other. But woe to the one who is alone and falls and does not have another to help. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And although one might prevail against another, two will withstand one. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. You have been designed to be in relationship with God, certainly, but also with those you meet along life's journey. Nazarene Bible College has equipped you with the tools for building relationships. The enemy of God would have those tools rust from lack of use. He would separate you from others using division. He works best on those who are alone. Your God, the gentle shepherd, bids you come. To him, to his flock, whether he has called you as an under-shepherd or a sheep. Stay near to him and his people. Do everything you can to build and strengthen his flock. Be in relationship. Be a friend. As you complete your educational program at Nazarene Bible College, our prayers go with you. Our prayers of blessing find their expression in an adaptation of Paul's prayers to the Ephesians and the Colossians. So hear these words. From Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. Father, out of your honorable and glorious riches, strengthen these, your people. Fill their souls with the power of your spirit, so that through faith you will come to reside in their hearts. May love be the rich soil 
where their lives take root. May it be the bedrock where their lives are founded so that together with all of your people, they will have the power to understand that your love is infinitely long and wide and high and deep, surpassing everything anyone previously experienced. God, may your fullness flood through their entire beings. Gracious God, we pray that these your children may clearly know your will and achieve the height and depth of spiritual wisdom and understanding. May their lives be a credit to you, God. And what's more, may they continue to delight you by doing every good work and growing in the true knowledge that comes from being close to you. Strengthen them with your infinite power according to your glorious might so that they will have everything they need. Everything they need to hold on and endure hardship patiently and joyfully. Amen. Congratulations, you made it. We want you to know we're proud of you. Jesus, in Matthew 10, sent out his disciples by saying, As you go, proclaim the message. The kingdom of God has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. And so with that, we admonish you and we give you permission to go forth and be the hands and feet of Jesus with these words. Let your heart be broken for a world in need. Feed the mouths that hunger. Soothe the wounds that bleed. Give a cup of water and the loaf of bread. Be the hands of Jesus, serving in his stead, here on earth applying principles of love, visible expression, God still rules above. Living illustration of the living word to the minds of all who've never seen or heard. Add to your believing deeds that prove it's true, knowing Christ as Savior, Make him master, too. Follow in his footsteps. Go where he has trod. In the world's great trouble, risk yourself for God. Let your heart be tender and your vision clear. See mankind as God sees. Serve him far and near. Let your heart be broken by a brother's pain. Share your rich resources, give, and give again.
Congratulations. The curtain has risen, and the lead role is about to enter the stage. Your opportunity to complete and be the one that takes on that leading role is now yours. As you follow the call into ministry, always serve others by taking time for yourself and to spend time with those around you. Always remain positive, humble, and aware of whom you are in Christ. Ephesians 1, 3. Look to him in all circumstances and be thankful God has provided you with unique talents and abilities. Welcome each ministry challenge in ways that will bring you continued growth and strength. Be aware of your most important possessions, which are honesty, integrity, and being an example of God's love throughout your daily walk in ministry. Romans 12, 10 to 13. My prayer to our Lord is for you to be blessed with guidance, success, and happiness as a result of answering your call to ministry. Dear Lord, please give them the discernment and patience to deal with obstacles, joy as they reach goals, persistence to finish the race, and to always experience your infinite love and wisdom in all things. Proverbs 24, 3-5. I'd like to read you some quotes that are kind of my favorites. Lord, grant me that I might always desire more than I can accomplish. Michelangelo. You're not very smart if you're not a little kinder and wiser than yesterday. Abraham Lincoln. What do we live for if not to make life less difficult for each other? George Eliot. Because people become really quite remarkable when they start thinking that they can do things. When they believe in themselves, they have the first secret of success. Norman Vincent Peale. Don't give up trying to do what you really want to do. Where there is love and inspiration, I don't think you can go wrong. Ella Fitzgerald. Be who you are, say what you feel, because those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. Dr. Seuss. Yevare kaka, Arunai ose shamayam va'aretz. May he bless you, the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Yevare kaka, May he bless you for the contributions you have made to our lives here on this campus. Yevarekaka, may he bless you to become a blessing to those whom you will serve in the future. May he bless you, the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Yevarekaka, Adonai Osei Shemayim Va'aretz.
Graduates, would you stand with me, please? In his book, Earthy Mysticism, Contemplation and the Life of Passionate Presence, William McNamara comments on what an awesome, and he says even terrible, thing it is to be called by God. To God's question, where art thou? McNamara suggests this halting and reverent response. Here I am, Lord, standing defenselessly and transparently in your presence. Take me, possess me, seize me, consume me, and then if you will, if it is your good pleasure, send me into the world with your message your scorching words, and your flaming love. Graduates, as you follow God's call, here is a scripture that has become my own personal life's promise. And it was God's blessing to Moses as well. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. You may be seated. <clears throat> I'm reminded again that everything that begins ends yet to transition into something better. And so this is my blessing to you. May he who has called you, gifted you, grace you in all your tomorrows. May your greatest success be your obedience to all that he has dreamed you to become. May his peace abide in you, in each storm, in each struggle, in each challenge. And may, at the end of your journey, you be found safe in his presence, blameless, faithful, and full of his everlasting joy. Good evening. It's nice to see you again. May the grace of God, the grace that enfolded you from the beginning, that beckoned you into his presence, that birthed you into his family, that is changing you into his likeness, that summoned you into his service, that led you to this college and undergirded your time here. May that same grace guide your every moment, shape your every prayer, mold your every word, empower your every deed, illumine your every challenge, Enlarge your every dream and keep your every care until the day of Christ's appearing and until we meet again. Amen.
Finally, brothers and sisters, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. From 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. The conclusion of this time of education should be viewed as the close of a chapter in the story of your life. The admonition of Paul as he concludes this letter to the Corinthians provides good counsel for all of us. It is so easy to forget these cautions. Here Paul reminds us to be cheerful, agreeable, positive, and hopeful. With this mindset and attitude toward life, Paul says that we will experience the love and peace of God on a daily basis. Life is marked by change and transition. You are about to experience a significant transition. <clears throat> the blessings of the past few years, college friendships, professor, professorial encouragement and prayer, church relationships, and so forth, may seem to be coming to an end. But as C.S. Lewis once wrote, when we lose one blessing, another is often most unexpectedly given in its place. Be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and God will pour out unexpected blessing after unexpected blessing. God bless you. You have been the student and the follower. Now you will go forth to be the teacher and the leader. May you hold close to your heart the understanding that Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve. Become great through serving. Be first by being the very last and the servant of all. When you serve, do it with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ, and you will be blessed. In your service, may your life remind others of how Jesus took a little child into his arms and said, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. You will be blessed. You know, at times like this, then there are situations where you have great blessings and also regrets. And after hearing the testimonies yesterday, I only have one regret. I didn't get more of you in my Greek class. <laughs> It's not that bad, the rest of you. It's not that bad. <laughs> the story is told of a young Jewish student who had studied for a long time under the wise guidance of a rabbi named Moisha. After several years of study, the student became very troubled and agitated, and so Moisha visited with the student to discover what the problem was. The student looked at Moisha and said, I've studied the lives of the heroes of the faith for several years now, and I've become very frustrated. 
I've discovered that regardless of how faithful or insightful or wise I try to become, there will always be an Abraham or a Moses or a Solomon who is even more faithful or more insightful or wiser than I am. How can I truly serve God and give myself to his kingdom when there are so many other individuals who will always be greater than I am? How can I ever become an Abraham or a Moses or a Solomon? Moisha looked at his student for a moment and then answered, My child, the greatest challenge that God has ever given to me was not for me to be an Abraham or a Moses. Rather, the greatest challenge that God has ever given to me was for me to be Moisha. As you leave this place, I do not want to challenge you to become another Allen-like or another Janine McConaughey or another Tom King. I want to challenge you to become the person that God has created you to be. Go from this place and be the man of God or the woman of God that God planned you to be. Be the servant leader that God intended you to be. As you leave this special place called NBC, I'd like to remind you of the instructions that Peter gave to his readers in his second letter. Make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to your goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind, and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. May the Lord bless you, and may you become Christ incarnate to a lost and dying world. Lord bless you. We congratulate you. We are proud of you. We love you. We have loved you, and we will continue to love you. It's been our privilege to share this time with you and your families as you've been here at NBC for this time of ministry preparation. And it's our hope that we've done more than just instruct you, but that we have modeled our love for Christ and for you, and that we have been an encouragement to you along the way. I remember in 1971 being where you are as a graduate of NBC. And uh, in those days, I remember this verse becoming very vivid for me when Jesus said to his disciples, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. You kind of feel that way? <laughs> well, we know that you do. And we're fully aware that perhaps more than ever before, you are going to minister in a world that is very much like first century Christianity. You are going to empower or to encounter secularism and paganism perhaps in ways that you've never encountered it before. But I have some good news for you. That's exactly what it was like for the church at Rome. And here's what Paul prayed for them. And this is my prayer and blessing for you. From Romans Chapter 15. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement 
Would you let that just sink in for a moment? You serve a God who gives endurance. You're going to make it. And encouragement. You're not alone. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus so that with one heart and mouth you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, maybe you feel like sheep among wolves as you go out into that first charge. But may I remind you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. In the 33rd chapter of Exodus, verse 17, we read the following words. For you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. You're more than just the class of 2012. He knows us by name. John Smalley recounts the multi-season TV series, Cheers, that centered around a group of friends who laugh and cry together at a place where, quote, everybody knows your name, end quote. It's depicted as a kind of emotional headquarters where the regulars go to share important issues of their daily lives, a place that is safe and where they know they will be accepted. And if you know the series, then you'll remember that this safe place is actually a bar. Isn't it interesting that the world would think the bar to be a safe place? Well, guess what? NBC has been a safe place, has it not? For you, as we heard you testify last evening, my prayer and my blessing for you is that as you go forth, that each of you will find in your place of ministry ways of creating new safe places for others as well. Places that are appealing, that are caring, that are accepting. Places that are welcoming and non-judgmental. Places where the Holy Spirit can indeed work in the hearts of needy people, unimpeded by religiosity, if you please. Grace-filled places where everybody will know their name. For you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. Well, thanks for the holy journey. In the sermon by John Wesley, one of his sermon on the Sermon on the Mount, Wesley said, it is every holy and heavenly temper in one, springing from as well as terminating in the love of God as our Father and Redeemer, and love of all men for his sake. Blessed are they 
that hunger and thirst after. This, this hunger is in the soul. This thirst after the image of God is the strongest of all spiritual appetites when it is once awakened in the heart. Blessed are they who thus hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. They shall be filled with the thing which they long for, even with righteousness and true holiness. As you leave Nazarene Bible College, may you never cease to hunger and thirst after the righteousness of God. And may you indeed be blessed as God fills you with himself. Thanks for the holy journey. A few years ago, I was visiting with a pastor in a, in a small country town. He was a pastor of a small country church. And he took me to his favorite diner. And there I met some of his friends, farmers that he had gone out and worked the fields with, people that he had served in various ways, not members of his congregation, but members of the community that he had been Jesus to. Well, I was somewhat struck by the conversation going on around that diner, around that table, and I listened to the stories and he had to leave the table for a moment, and I was there now with these folks that I didn't know. So I tried to strike up a conversation, and I looked at one of the fellows, and an older gentleman, and I said, Sir, have you lived here all your life? And he looked at me and said words I'll never forget. Not yet. I, I thought about that as I left that diner, made my way home. Have you lived here all of your life? Not yet. There's still life to be lived. I listened to you last night, and it sounded like some of you have lived here all of your life. But not yet. There's life to live. One of the things I've discovered in the years of ministry, and, and wow, it's, it's been, been a while. In fact, in some ways, growing up in a parsonage, it seems like I've been in ministry all of my life. I didn't live in my own home until 2001. 
And there's one thing that I can say, not as a theory, but as reality, is that God has a lot of surprises for you. And you really don't know tonight where that journey from this place is going to take you. But there's one thing I do know for sure. The words of Henry Nowen, one of the most important spiritual disciplines is to develop the knowledge that the years of our lives are on a mission. What does that mean? It simply means to me that wherever God has led me, there's been one consistency. I have been on a mission. And that mission is to become more like Christ so that I can be Christ to the world. And I'm going to tell you something. I haven't arrived. I haven't lived all of my life there yet. And I pray for you that as you go from this place that you will live the rest of your life fulfilling God's call upon you. Whatever that mission is. Well, we're going to take a moment and pray for you tonight. And we're going to ask you to come and, and gather around the altar and kneel here, if you will. And then I'm going to ask the faculty and administrators and the staff to gather behind you. And we're going to say a final prayer of blessing over you tonight. Would you come at this time and just make your way around the altar and I know it's a little difficult to kneel in these uh, gowns. For some of you guys, it's a whole new experience, I know. <laughs> <laughs> At least, I hope it is. You know, these hats are really nice, but they are funny looking, aren't they? <laughs> are they hard to keep on your head? Yeah. We're going to gather around faculty, if you will, now. and i got to tell you, your testimonies touched my heart last night. And I, I'm so excited for you. Uh, I, one thing I know, uh, this is, I guess, the sixth class that I've been a part of now. And it gets really harder for me every year. You know, the first year was easy because I didn't know anybody. <laughs> you know, I was shaking hands with people I didn't know when they came across here. But I know you. I've watched you. And I'm going to miss you. But I can tell you this, and this is the honest truth. Wherever God takes you, we are a phone call away. 
And I think I say that for any of these faculty members right here. A phone call or an email away. Because you're going to get out there and you, whatever God leads you, you'll have all the answers the first month. <laughs> and that'll be the end of it. And from then on, you're going to be saying, what did Dr. King say about this passage? What, did, what, what Man. Why is it that these Sundays roll around so frequently? <laughs> How do I handle this counseling issue? What do I do with this kid in class when what I'd like to do is tell him to take his books and go home and never come back? <laughs> what I'm trying to tell you is that you have not just been our students, but you are our friends. You're our friends. So when you leave this place, that friendship doesn't end. Hopefully it only deepens. One of the joys I have as president is I get to go out and see our alumni, people that knelt here in these last five years that I know, and see what God is doing and you, how God is using them. It's so exciting. I'll catch a plane tomorrow morning at 645. Go to Oregon, where 32% of their pastors were prepared for ministry right here. Where 44 people, alumni from NBC, serve in a credentialed assignment on that district. I'll look in their eyes, and I'll hear their testimonies all over again. You see, you're eternally connected to us. Isn't that, isn't that fun? Well, I've gone to preaching and I meant to pray. <laughs> well, let's pray together. I want to lay hands on the person in front of you. and Heavenly Father, tonight, you know, our hearts are really overflowing, Father. Really, truly overflowing. We thank you. We thank you so much for these, your chosen ones. They heard your call upon their heart. How do we know this? Well, we heard them testify to that last night, Father. They heard your call upon their heart. Not only do they hear it, but they have responded. And in their response, they have prepared their hearts, minds, and spirit. And now, we send them into the world. Now, Father, I pray, just as Jesus prayed for his disciples, I pray for these who kneel around us that you will protect them from the evil one. That you protect them by the power of your name. That they will have the full measure of our Lord's joy. And that your love may be in them and flow through them 
to our world. Thank you for each one of them and their families. And we commend them to you and we commit their future into your hands. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. This we pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's stand together and we're going to sing the doxology. Dr. Lambright. Amen. Go in his peace. You're dismissed.